stop, and then we'll come back, and then we'll do the. Let's do, let's do what was. You know what I'm saying? Do, Does that make let's sense? Just do what you want to do. Okay, Matt. then I'm just doing. I've been doing that. What <laughs> <sighs> I do? I don't know any deaf rock. It's a no frown Friday. Come on, get smiley. If I throw it your way, throw it back my way. Even if you get cut off on the highway, don't frown. Put your finger down. It's Friday. Listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and Beth show. This is the Matt and Beth show. We bought this house, and when we bought this house, I said it needs to have a basement. It needs to have a basement for a studio. And for the longest time, this stayed a basement without a studio. And then when it was an unfinished basement, I put my computer down here and I worked down here when I was working in radio. And then I wasn't working in radio. So for about three years, this studio sat collecting dust. I felt disconnected from even wanting to put my face on a microphone, figure out some other things. But it was always in the back of my head thinking of what is that room going to be used for now? That's one of the reasons we bought this house is to have it. Now that it's completed, now there's audio equipment down here. It's a studio and it's collecting dust. We're not doing anything with it. So as we creep into episode 12 of our podcast, I just want to say thank you because sometimes I think it is... We need people in our lives that come along with us. And whether it's intentional or not, and we didn't expect that to happen, I want to thank you for coming along with me and inspiring me to want to do a podcast. And now we're at episode 12 and there's no dust on the microphones. Aw, episode so, 12. Thank you. Yay, thank you. The Matt and Beth Show. The Matt and Beth Show. Como esta? Bien, gracias. ¿Y usted? Ah, uh, irregular. I'm irregular. <laughs> oh, I thought it was I'm doing. I'm irregular. Sasa. No. Así, así would be so. Así, así. So, so. But I'm not. I'm doing great. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the reason I'm speaking <laughs> Spanish is Beth is back from Guatemala. Yay! So we're going to get to hear stories this episode about Guatemala. Some inspiring stuff. And even your daughter, who's 13, which I think is so cool that you take your kids when they're 13 to Guatemala to go help out and then learn lessons in life. So we'll be talking with Beth's daughter, Ellie, and uh, all about Guatemala coming up. Welcome to episode 12. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Beth and I also celebrate Mother's Day by calling our mothers and could I be getting a new stepdad? Mommy. 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 Mother's Day. He give me a new stepdad. <laughs> Please leave your message oh, for two. Oh, your mom sent you to voicemail. How do you feel about that? Did she just really? Hang, you know why? She though? can't hang do up you on you once she sends you to voicemail. Do you want to know why? She could do either one. Do you want to know why? Why? Mm, you want to know why? <laughs> tell you why. Because she's talking to Marvin. <gasps> I think she's missed a lot of my calls because she's been talking to Marvin. <laughs> I think. I think that you have My mom's some. got a boyfriend. She really does. His name's Marvin. Here, hold on. Uh, how do I do this? I'm going to try her home number. I said, Mom, the thing about your cell phone is you can take it everywhere with you. Matthew, I was at the store. I couldn't answer. With <laughs> Marvin? <laughs> try to touch my mama without a ring on it. Did you tell him? I know a guy who sells them too. <laughs> Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system.
Nancy. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, press 5. Nobody ever leaves a callback number, ever. Hey, Mom, uh, it's Beth and I, and I just wanted to call and sing the song I wrote for you for Mother's Day. Beth's going to be singing back up on this. And uh, if you're with Marvin, tell him hello. One, two, three. Happy Mother's Day from Lincoln to Seattle. If I was on Mother's Day Day, or any any day day, I'd buy buy you a cup cup of coffee coffee from from Starbeeze because I know how much you love it. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Happy Mother's Day, Matt's mom. I love you. Oh, do you have a funny story to so, tell about Guatemala or no? Do you have a funny story no. to tell about Guatemala or no? Okay, no, I was just asking you. We already talked a little okay. bit. We didn't laugh at all. <laughs> no, nothing happened at all. Not even one time. Listen, what happens, time. what happens in, what happens in Guatemala stays in Guatemala. Well, because I was going to be calling CPS, seeing her bouncing around in the back of a truck going up, <laughs> going up a hill in a jungle. I was thinking about this, Beth, is... How is my daughter going to respond when she gets reprimanded by her first boss? You know, I thought about like, oh. like how how am I going to respond to somebody else reprimanding my daughter? What's that going to be like? What's it going to be like in a few years when my oldest daughter goes to college? What is that going to be like? What is it like to take your 12-year-old to Guatemala? I mean, I, I don't know I that. I took my 13-year-old, <laughs> oh, yeah. if I'm being honest. So I don't know I either. have more experience with that. So your 13-year-old, <laughs> she's awesome. This is Ellie. Oh, Ellie. Hi. Podcast world, meet Ellie. Hi, Ellie. Hi, podcast world. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, Ellie waited a little bit for this trip to Guatemala. Originally, because we go once or twice a year, we told the kids... You know, when they turned 12, we would take them to Guatemala. Well, she turned 12 in the middle of all the COVID travel restrictions, and we just didn't want to deal with that with her. So we told her we were going to wait till all that got lifted. And so this was the year she was 13. And wouldn't you say, aren't you kind of glad you went at 13? Yeah, I was weird in t- at 12. I feel like <laughs> 13 was a little weird. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, I would have like talked to people and I would have hid the whole time. I'm not even joking. You were so, a lot more shy, weren't you, a really, year ago? Really shy. So, so how was that to see then her blossom and come out of her shell that you was, thought maybe she'd still be in? Listen, Ellie was a natural. Ellie mm. has Ellie's one of the most uh, flexible and easygoing people I've ever known. So I knew we'd get there and she would just go with the flow and be happy with whatever she was doing. And that's what she did. She just jumped right in. But I don't want to put words in your mouth, Ellie. Do you want to tell us this was your first it was your first flight. It was your first out of the country experience, first third world country experience, first missions trip experience, all in one. Tell tell us one one thing that was really impactful for you. Um, I think the most impactful thing was probably just going somewhere where we have like everything we need. You could literally, I mean, like we have an avocado cutter in our house <laughs> like, <laughs> like right. yeah, a little we, extra <laughs> we're just a little bit extra yeah. so i think going somewhere we're like no one has running water or like even the people who have like the rich people they still don't have anything that we have you know like so i think it was kind of like a culture shock but also like a 
conviction because like I complain about having to share a room with my little sister and there are families of five sleeping in on the cement floor in a one room house. Yeah. It's puts things in perspective. Yeah. And that's what you hope that your daughter gets out of that. Right. Right. I mean, when you hope that she's going to walk away with that perspective versus yuck, what a bunch of gross people. Like you. And, and Ellie just loves people. She doesn't see, you know, I feel like sometimes she just sees past what we see on the outside and we had an opportunity to go to a dump and visit people who actually live in a dump. And Ellie just jumped right in. She was handing out stickers. She looked like Santa Claus. (laughs) Kids were flocking to her just to get, you know, a sticker or whatever. But Ellie just, she would see kids and kids are just drawn to her. So that was really fun. What was that helping out and talking to and giving gifts to kids who probably haven't seen anything like that in a long time? It was so much fun. I love kids and I like, I volunteer at our church, like in with kids and it's so fun. And I think that like being a teacher would be awesome when I'm older, but like, it was cool to be able to like give these things to kids that have like, again, like they don't have anything because you could give a sticker to a random kid in Nebraska and they probably wouldn't take it because like stranger danger, but like <laughs> you give a kid a sticker who lives in a dump and that's like the nice. What did you think have. of that? Kids living in a dump, like literally seeing that it's not a movie. This isn't a ride at some theme park. This is a real deal. Well, I think the craziest thing was we, these houses were pieces of like metal that are stacked up next to each other. That kind of makes a room a little bit. And there was a lady who had a baby on the floor in a dump in a house-ish. So I think that, like, that was crazy. So, like, yeah, super, I don't know. Do you want to go back? It's a lot to process, right? It's a lot to process. Do you want to go back, though? Yes. Yes. Well, that that was my next question. So, well, I have two more questions. One is... What would you say to somebody who's considering a trip like this, but is a little bit hesitant? Maybe they're anxious, maybe scared. What would you say to somebody who's considering a trip like this? Uh, well, I was scared and nervous and I was like kind of all over the place because the weekend before we left was just crazy. But I think that, I think that like, if you just... Like, just, like, just go, because, like, there's no point in not doing it. And I think the scariest thing for me was, like, what if I get there and just want to go home? Mm. Yeah. But you really won't do that. Like, there are some people who, all, who like, went with us who were, like, less okay with everything we were doing. Like, we're, like, needed more structure, and they still said that they had the best time. So mm. even if, like, it's not what you're expecting, it's going to be a cool experience no matter what you do. That's so good. That's so good. What was um, your favorite food that you got to try that was different than what you eat here? Well, every meal, people keep asking me this. Every meal we ate was tortillas, rice, beans, and eggs. Mm. So like that Just was about. a little a little bit different. But the my favorite meal we ate wasn't something super like authentic. It was at a restaurant. But I don't know what it's actually, the restaurant's actually called, but everyone there just calls it the big tortilla. Yes, because why? Because why? Tortilla. The tortillas are big. <laughs> they make big tortillas. <laughs> so creative. Yep. And it was just this like giant like burrito like thing. And we split it between um four people. And it was like. Like somebody finished the end. Like we weren't fighting over the end. This is how big the burrito was. <laughs> like. Yeah. 
This is not like I'm caught a fish this big situation. I will show you a picture like that burrito. Three of us, like four of us are sitting next to each other at a table and it spanned the width almost of three of us. Is that like three or four tortillas or is that no, one? No, big. they make huge. I mean, the that tortillas. Is that big. Yeah, it, it's a little bit of a novelty. Big. You okay. show up yeah, and they're yeah, yeah. cooking them on this. You can see them cooking them on this special griddle. Yeah. And that was like, hey, we've been, you know, in a situation a little less than what we're used to for a few days. We've been working hard. Let's go celebrate. Yeah. No, yeah. It was it was good. Somebody said the best burrito they ever had. Oh. It was it was really good. It no, was a it combo. Was, was... Mixto, right? That's really what? what it was. Beef. It was steak. Pork, chicken, like I think it was, it was just all the meat. Up, yeah. Just like think of a meat that Jeez. could go in a burrito and <laughs> it, was it was there. there. Yeah, so it was good. Ellie, loved having you with mm. us. Thanks for going. I hope you get to go with us again. It was so much fun. I'm realizing, Beth, that maybe I want the simpler life. Maybe I want to move to Guatemala and live in a village. Something without cars driving around crazy like. It's just quiet, I assume, out in the jungle, hearing the birds and the animals and living in a very small house with a dirt floor. The simplicities of life, just very small amount of foods, but just the stuff that I need. And the reason I say this is I want to gain more appreciation for the things that I have and not look at it as things that I lack. And I also then want to be able to pass that on to my kids and the story that comes down from this is when i ask let's get ice cream and we can't figure out what ice cream place to go to and one of them is upset because it's not their ice cream place and i'm like we all have an ice cream place a we're spoiled b it's ice cream let's not fight over this or argue about this let's be appreciate let's appreciate the things that we do have and even beyond that that we don't have ice cream this is this isn't something that it just shows up or i have extra money for but they act like it's just something that they just get because and I'm sure that's a lot of what I've done as a parent, Carrie and I together, not the giving because it's there or that you have it. I don't, I just, I don't want to have spoiled kids that don't appreciate things. I want them to appreciate everything. So maybe not move to Guatemala. Do you have any other <laughs> advice, Beth, please? Well, I can understand wanting the simpler life or at least understand the feeling of it. Like in this moment when I'm sitting in a pile of stuff, but I think it'd be hard to go back. So I think it'd be hard to go, this is the lifestyle that I'm used to, and to assume that if I just transplant myself into a different place that I'm gonna just all of a sudden be grateful. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gratitude is something that really does, it really stems from the heart. Are there strategies we could learn like right now, to, we could start applying to our families to hopefully instill gratitude? Yes. There are probably some strategies. Maybe, maybe everybody knows that this is the the day of the week or the month or however often we're going to go to ice cream, and it's not a discussion. It's or do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like absolutely. There, there's got to be some kind of a strategy, and maybe there is a season of you know. Frankly, everybody just kind of assumed we were going to get ice cream, and nobody said thank you afterwards. So it's not a punishment, but it seems like this is something that we aren't super grateful for. So let's, uh, for a month, none of us are going to eat ice cream. Mm. And then let's come back in a month and we'll celebrate and we'll talk about what we missed about ice cream and maybe ask God to help us be grateful. You're so you smart, know what I'm saying? Beth. Absolutely. I mean, it sounds right, but I don't want to go a month. <laughs> right. This is more about me getting right. the ice cream. And so I, I think the simpler life we could, yeah, we could look at that and go like, if I just transplanted myself there, I, I don't think it it works that way. Yeah, I yeah. think that 
that we have to find ways to be grateful for what we have. Cause it's all a scale, right? I mean, there are people that have less than me, but there are just, you know, there are people that have a lot more than me too. Mm. And so if I'm constantly looking for more or how do I get more money or things, whatever it is, that's not an inspiring gratitude. But I, I think I would like to explore this more. Like what can you do? Because I do believe that gratitude, I've said this before, gratitude is the entrance to the fullness of life. Mm. Like having more things isn't fullness of life, right, right, right. but being grateful for what I have. Right. And I think that's a hard lesson to teach when you see other things. So if mm -hmm. you just lived in Guatemala all your life and that's all you ever saw and you're, you're either going to be grateful or you're not, it's not going to be if they have at a TV or a different floor that now your gratitude is busting through the roof. And I agree with that. And I think that it's a practice that we need to be very conscious of if we look around and see the things in our life and not even things. I'm talking more about the relationships that we have, right. all the things that God has done, all of these. We can just marinate in that and we get to that gratitude point. But I think as a kid and as, as adult too, socially, we've learned not to just go, I want that. A lot of us still do, but maybe we do it a little Internally. bit more quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but kids, they're just like, no, this is what I want. You asked me if I want ice cream. So the question that I'm asking is who wants ice cream? Heck yeah. In their heads, the bells are going off. I'm yeah. seeing my favorite Sunday. I'm seeing the place. And then me go, you're not being grateful. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You just asked us who wants ice cream. Yeah. So I'm dreaming it up in my head. So maybe what they're doing is not lack of gratitude. I just don't like the attitude that they're giving towards uh, going and getting something special if it's not exactly what they want. But that's the question I asked. So change it up. Right. That's why I like what you're saying is maybe not move to Guatemala to teach them to be grateful for ice cream, mm -hmm. but maybe have a conversation about ice cream. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, the girls and I, we've, we've talked about a lot is, is gratitude, appreciation and slowing things down when people are, um, if they're giving you something, if they're stopping to talk to you, if you're, if they're looking you in your eyes, make sure that you're stopping and being there and be present with that person and appreciate that friendship and that relationship you have. I think too, you and I, we grew up in the, you know, our generation, it was just, we're kind of that weird middle generation where we grew up with zero technology and now we have all the technology. Yeah. So every, you know, people before us, most of their life was without technology. People after us, most of their life is with technology and social media. And we're kind of in that middle where we've mm. seen the simpler and now we see the more uh, complex maybe. And it's easy to look at them and be like, why aren't you grateful for what you have? Well, this is a whole different childhood they're having. Mm. And like we said, you see it. When we grew up, like people might've taken trips, but we didn't see the restaurants they went to and the food that they ate and the Disney trips. We didn't see all of that. Mm. We might've heard that they took a trip, but these kids are growing up with social media and all the videos, all the things, and it's in front of them every single day, what everybody else is choosing to put in front of them. Right. And I think that we just have to come up with some different strategies. We can't just try to put that, be grateful. Right. When I grew up, I didn't. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> They're not seeing that. They're seeing what everybody else has. So how do we, there's gotta be a book out there. How do we learn to be grateful 
in a world where we don't have the things other people we just do. see what everybody has right. and the best of what they have right well right? That's, that's, they're not show, posting pictures when their cabinets are empty right they're not posting their pictures of maybe yeah. the times that things were tight or whatever yeah. and to understand that i think is a first step too is to go all social media is not real people are posting yeah. their best of the best mm -hmm. of the best and even sometimes they're just set up and that's not even real life yeah. and to understand that but then i think the bigger picture is comparison and yeah, envy right. i mean those are the ones i think we need to tackle at the heart because whatever else is on around us and whatever else is going on from tv commercials to the things that we don't have if we can focus in on everything that we do have yeah. then sometimes that does kind of start to fade away because we're so focused on gratitude and i don't think that if we're focused on gratitude we can focus on what we don't have I agree. Yeah. I think it's hard to feel envy when you are full of gratitude. And and that's a hard lesson, but I want to live that way. Yes. I want to be excited for somebody who gets a raise. I mm. want to be happy for people who put in a pool, people who make more money than I do, because it is what it is. Yeah. You know, the life that I've chosen and the career path that I've chosen, like I, I, I want to be to live every day full of gratitude and joy and peace, knowing I'm right where God wants me to be and other people can have other things. And that doesn't mean I have any less. I still have this full life. You're listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and Beth show. Bye everybody. Hello. Hi mom. Hey, it's your favorite daughter. They're calling from a number I don't recognize. Mm -hmm. That means it's <laughs> my okay. number. <laughs> That's okay. You know, you know who you know who it is just by hearing it's your favorite daughter. So we'll move on from there. Hey, it's um, I'm here with Matt. We're working on you know the podcast, Matt and Beth show. Hi, hi. And we just wanted to thank say you. an early Happy Mother's Day to you. Oh, well, thank you very much. I was I was thinking that we needed to do a little PSA on Mother's Day. Um, because I, I just want to remind people Mother's Day, it's not about you, mother? it's about mom. Like, mom, did it, was there ever a Mother's Day that you experienced that was more about us giving you something than it was about you? No, I mean, because it's not about the giving, it's just about celebrating being a mom. Right. Does I just, I just sense? think about, yes, I just think about all the times out there, like, you know, hey, kids, let's make mom breakfast in bed, where mom just might want to be in bed. And sleeping. There might not be, oh, that's, that mom might true. not prefer. So I just was going to say, I'm sorry to you for all the times that we made Mother's Day about what we wanted mm. to do for you, <laughs> but not like actually what you wanted. Yes. So. Well, that, well, thank you very much. That I mean, I think that does happen, but as a mom too, when you see your children, so excited about what they're doing for you then it doesn't really you don't even think about it oh i would have loved to sleep in you know what i mean well i, I mean because you're the, a really selfless person because <laughs> <laughs> i've thought that before yeah this isn't what i wanted to be doing right now <laughs> it is about the mom but it's also about the people who want to be grateful for their mom too you're so and they are well, grateful in their own way. Mom, you're so sweet and you're so selfless, but let's just do a little PSA out there. If so, I'm going to talk about my mom because she loves, she's very practical. She's also, you know, she doesn't need a lot of frou-frou anything. She doesn't want me to buy her a $9, you know, Frappuccino from Starbucks. 
she but, but she I, I like I remember one Christmas very clearly she really wanted new laundry baskets and glasses for the kitchen and so that's what my brother and I brought bought her we each bought her one laundry basket with a, a case of new glasses and yeah. she was so happy so I just want to say like if you're give the mom what the mom wants don't give the mom <laughs> what Hallmark tells you mom wants right if mom is practical, if mom likes plants and wants more houseplants, then get her a houseplant. If mom wants to pick out her own houseplants, get her a gift card for a houseplant. If mom wants a day without the kids, it doesn't mean she's not celebrating Mother's Day no. because on Father's Day, most dads go somewhere else. And on Mother's Day, we expect the mom to then be with the kids all day. Yes. But sometimes moms need a rest from being a mother. And that's why Carrie on Sunday will be looking at flowers all day and I will be with the girls. Showing appreciation from afar so that she can have that little break. But yeah. I think it's so smart to figure out what mom wants, not what you want to give. But as a little kid, I can hear what your mom's saying is like to see the the drawings or the whatever they can afford or whatever they put together right. to show how much uh, they're excited to give that to you is just like a, it's the coolest thing. It's both and. Yeah. But, yeah, also, yeah, yeah. but also give mom what she wants. Yeah. So. As long as it makes you smile doing it. Right. <laughs> Happy Mother's that Day, sounds, mom. That sounds good to me. Thank you. Love you. We love you. Love you too. And happy Mother's Day to you too, Beth. Thanks, Mom. Okay, so when we were in Guatemala, we took a couple different days to go out and visit all these different villages. But it was a big group of us. There were like 14, 12 of us were, you know, gringos. And we didn't, we don't like to just show up somewhere with a dozen and half of them are really tall people too. Mm -hmm. So we didn't want to just show up with a dozen like giants into this tiny, you know, into a small house and make people feel overwhelmed. So we split up into two different groups. Smart. And so my friend Yoli, I got to give a shout out to my friends, Fernando and Yoli. They have become the sweetest friends. We've got to know them over the last eight years. Turns out we both started our jobs at the churches we work at right now. We started those jobs the exact same day, the exact same month, the exact same year. So How many we, years ago was that? 11. Wow, that's cool. It was cool. 11 years oh, this neat. year. So they've just become really good friends and we talk all the time and we, you know, we travel together. It's, it's been great. Anyway, but Yoli made us lunch for both the days that we went out, which that's a lot of people like to pack a sack lunch. And she was even like, I don't know. Like she made sandwiches one day, like gave us all the sandwichy stuff. Are the 12 together now or is it six? Uh, it was two different vehicles. So it's taking like five people here and seven people here. Got so, it. Okay. so she bought all the stuff, but she's like, I don't eat sandwiches. <laughs> so I hope everything you need is in here. <laughs> and she, but then the next day they made us. So they, I've had this there before and they'll do like all the churches all over the place. will do this. It's like kind of a novelty and they'll do it like a fundraiser after church on Sunday. It's for the new building. But she said, everybody does this. They make chow mein like, and everybody there's like, this is fun. This is Chinese food. I'm not going to make this for myself at home. Yeah. So yes, I'll pay a few, you know, I'll pay a dollar and my family will eat and support the church or whatever. Well, they don't just, they don't eat it with a fork. They eat it on a tostada. You know, it was like a crunchy tortilla, tortilla, yeah. right? Yeah. So you've got chow mein with veggies and chicken, delicious. And then they put it on a tostada, a which how could that not be good? Tostada, good. Chow mein, good. Chow mein, tostada. Chow mein, is, good. Just, is the chow mein uh, crunchy? 
No, the chow mein's like the noodles you get at a Chinese restaurant so with like up. So- cooked up with yeah. some sauteed veggies. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. instead of using a fork, you're using a fried tortilla. Like, how could not? that not be good? They put a little salsa on it. Anyway, it was good. But the 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 one group went, they were stopping at one pastor's place, gonna visit him for a little bit, and then go to this next place and feed that pastor and his family with this lunch Yoli prepared. Well, they show up at the first pastor's house and he's so excited to have people there. He says, I asked the neighbor next door to make us a special lunch. And she brings out, at this point, they didn't know what they were eating for lunch. Uh, She brings out chow mein tostadas. (laughs) So the team eats it. Of course, they're delicious. They're being served by somebody, you know, who, you know, I mean, that's a big deal for them to feed this many people. So they thank him. They spend some time with him. They move on to the next place and they go and pull out their lunch that Yoli had prepared for them. Chow mein tostadas. (laughs) They ate two lunches that day and both of them were the exact same thing that we have never heard of before or seen. And I got another question for you. So I hear a lot of this is it seems like a lot of people are giving up the things that they have for other people. You'll say like, uh, made all those lunches. Do they feel obligated or are they just that appreciative of people coming through and why? When, when we walk into a place and they offer us something, it's, I would not say it's in any way out of obligation. It's like when somebody walks in your house, what's the first thing you ask them? Do you want some, can I get you something to drink? Right. And they're so, um, you know, they live out there remotely. So if it's not somebody in their church or a neighbor from their village, they don't get a whole lot of, of guests. So, you know, I think it's just such a big deal. They're so uh, pleased. They're so honored to have somebody in their home. And I'm always humbled by this when they offer us the best of what they have. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's part of you that's just like, oh, well, if this would feed your family, like, I don't want to take it. But again, they're just so honored. They're so grateful for what they have. They're honored to be able to offer you something. So I just always take it as just like, I want to honor them. I want them to know I super, you know, I so much value the time that we're together and that you would take any amount of money to provide food for us while we're here so like cool. it's just such a it's such a gift i need some good news baby give it to me give it to me your wrap-up is brought to you by trinity chiropractic and dr Bo and his crew if you haven't listened to episode number 11 well it's a lot of dr Bo. so check it out if you've been in pain you're hurting an old injury maybe it's a, a long road trip that got your back feeling funny see dr Bo. he'll get you feeling right again and raise up your spirits too i promise you Trinity Chiropractic, 31st and 0. Here's Beth with your wrap-up. I am so blessed to have been able to see a lot of the world. We've gone on lots of different trips like this, and there are, it doesn't matter how many times you go, but when you are face-to-face with someone who's living in a different situation than you are, you can't help but realize what you have and be grateful for what you have. But living the day-to-day life in my air-conditioned, climate-controlled home you know, we kind of forget and we forget to, we start to see what other people have and we start to compare ourselves to them. But I think that like we talked about today, Matt, I want to live a life of gratitude. I want to truly be happy for other people when they have more than I have. And I want to recognize the full life that I'm living. And truly all I need is Jesus. 
And he's given me so much more than that. There's a verse in Philippians where it says, don't fret or worry. Because it's, it's not easy to just jump straight to wake up in the morning, God, thank you for what I have. There's a process there. Because sometimes we're going through hard things. It's not always easy to be grateful for the hard things that we're going. Sometimes our cabinets are running low. The fridge is empty. But this, I love the progression here. It says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. So you might not feel all the feelings of gratitude in this moment, but the Bible says, don't worry though, whatever you're doing, don't worry. Turn that worry into prayer. Let God know what you're concerned about. And before you know it, God will eventually work in your heart and get you to the place of peace, which I think ultimately becomes gratitude. I'm Beth, and that's your wrap up. I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. I buy buy you a a cup cup of coffee coffee from from Starbucks. Because I know how much you love it. She doesn't want me to buy her a $9, you know, Frappuccino from Starbucks. From From Starbucks. Please leave your message for two. Oh, your mom sent you to voicemail. How do you feel about that?